0: Welcome to the Daring DVM Podcast, the veterinary podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. If your life is not what you had imagined it would look like 10 years ago, and you're desperately looking for ways to make it how you thought it would be, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, Certified Veterinary Life Coach, Goal-Getting Girl, and Life Work Alignment Pro. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to continue our theme of how to not take shit personally. In today's episode, episode number 24, we're going to talk about the people that hate you. Yay! Let's celebrate the haters! Now, some of you may be lucky enough to have never had a hater in your life, and if that's you, then congratulations. How lovely. But for the rest of us, there's a very real possibility that somebody in our life hates us. And for many of us, these people can either be close to us, so for example, somebody in our personal life, like a family member, or They may be somebody at work, like your colleague or your boss or one of your technicians. So what I want to talk about today is what to do when somebody hates you. Because friends, haters gonna hate. And it doesn't have to be hate specifically. It could just be that they really fucking dislike you. But really, you can apply this concept to anybody who doesn't agree with you or doesn't like you or doesn't care about you. One of the things that we all have to learn is that not everybody is going to like us. And the second thing is that it is okay for somebody else to be wrong about us. Not everybody has to like you, and it is okay for people to be wrong about you. There are many people out there who are not going to like you for a whole host of reasons. Maybe they just don't like your personality. Maybe they think that you are too much. Or too loud, or too quiet. Maybe they hate you because they are jealous in some way, or because they think you should have handled a situation differently. Heck, maybe you did something that you're not even aware of that has caused them to turn against you. Who knows? So, whatever the reason may be, we are going to work under the assumption that another human truly hates you. How do we know they hate you? Well, That's a great question. The first thing to do is to remember that somebody hating you is just a circumstance in your life. And when we think about circumstances, we need to remember that they are factual. So this means that the person who hates you has actually told you that. Not a rumor you heard from somebody else. Not your own perception on what you think the other person thinks about you. It is a fact. They have specifically said the words, I hate you, or they have expressed a severe dislike and told you clearly that they don't like you. This may be somebody close to you at home, or it may be somebody at work, or it may be somebody in your wider social circle. We are going to assume, for the sake of this episode, that the person has in fact told you that they hate you. Now, the first thing we need to acknowledge is that if somebody tells you that they hate you, this is just a circumstance. If we think back to the self-coaching model, we have the circumstance of our lives, the thoughts we think about them, the feelings those thoughts create, and the actions those feelings drive. This is the model for how we create the current results in our lives. For those of you who need a refresher or for those of you who are joining us for the first time today, I have an example of how to use the model pinned to the top of my Instagram profile, at DaringDVM. You can go there for an explanation and to see what it looks like. The self-coaching model was created by Brooke Castillo, and it is a simple and useful way to create awareness about your life and to see the results that you are creating. So, to recap, when somebody hates you or they tell you the words, I hate you, You write this in your circumstance line in your model. Circumstances are always neutral. I know that many of you will feel resistance to this. When somebody hates you, you do not typically think that it is neutral. Many of you will say that it is painful or terrible or wrong. But the truth is, it's really not any of those things until you interpret it that way. This is so important to understand. When somebody tells you that they hate you, it is completely neutral until you make it mean something. Think about it this way. If some rando told you that they hate you versus somebody who you really care about and whose opinion matters to you tells you that they hate you, it feels very different. This is because of the meaning you are placing on the words coming from each of these people because of how you think about each person and how much you care about each person's opinion of you. If somebody telling you that they hate you were automatically terrible and painful, then you would feel that way regardless of who said the words to you. But in most cases, you don't. You don't really care that some random person you don't really know says that they hate you. However, You do usually care when somebody you value says that they hate you, and that's because of your own thoughts and opinions about each of these people. It's because of your own interpretation of the circumstance. So that's the first thing, acknowledging that when somebody hates you, it is just a neutral circumstance of your life. How you choose to think about that circumstance is what will influence how you feel. The second point is that we need to acknowledge that people are allowed to say and feel whatever they want. Adults can say or act however they choose. This includes saying that they hate you or choosing to hate you. Now I know it can be difficult for many of us to accept this and we want to fix the problem. We want it to be different. We want them to behave differently. We don't want them to hate us. Many of us will try to justify ourselves in an attempt to try to change how the other person feels. But the problem for us is that this does not work because we have no control over how somebody else thinks or feels. This is why it is so important to remember that if somebody hates you, it is just a circumstance and... They're allowed to do that, or to feel or say whatever they want. They are a grown-ass adult who is allowed to hate whoever they want, including you. If you can truly accept this, it will release you from your desire to prove them wrong. It will free you from your attempts to try to change them. It will remove any defensiveness or anger that you have. If you can truly get behind these two concepts, hate is a neutral circumstance, and another person can hate whoever they want, it will bring you almost instantaneous relief. So how do we do this? One way to create awareness around this is that when somebody expresses their hate or severe dislike of you, you can ask yourself, what am I making this mean? You see, when somebody hates us, we tend to make it mean something about us. When in reality, it's truly a reflection of them. Not about you. When somebody tells us that they hate us, many of us jump to the conclusion that we did something wrong or that there's something bad about us. Others of us may jump to the conclusion that there must be something wrong with the other person and then we get defensive instead. Or some of us make it mean that we're not lovable or that we're not worthy or that we're not good enough in some way. We can make it mean that so many different things that cause us to feel so many different variations of emotional pain. The thing is, when you make somebody else's feelings mean something about you, especially if they're negative feelings, then you're opening yourself up to experience a whole lot of pain. So when you catch yourself in this situation, a tool to help remove you from this negativity and judgment is to ask yourself, what am I making this mean? The thing is, the other person's feeling of hate is about them. It's not about you. Here continues our theme of not taking shit personally. We know this to be true because when we look at the self-coaching model, we can see that it is our own thoughts that create our own feelings. And in turn, it is that other person's thoughts that create their feelings. If somebody is feeling hate towards you, it is because of their own thinking. They feel the hate because of the thoughts that they think about you. And if you try to control or change their thinking, one, you won't really get anywhere and two, it's freaking exhausting. Trying to change somebody else's thoughts and feelings about you in order to make yourself feel better is an exhausting waste of your time. What I would offer is that You do not need to change how they are thinking or feeling at all. The only thing that you need to do is change how you are thinking and feeling. So if we run this scenario through the self-coaching model, what we do is place the hate in our circumstance line. This looks like writing the sentence, My boss hates me. Or, My sister said the words, I hate you. Then we move on to our thought line and answer the question, What am I making this mean? When you answer this question, you may notice that you're making it mean that you have done something wrong, or you may notice that you may think that you've done something to upset the other person. You may notice that you're questioning whether you're a good person. You may notice that you're telling yourself that you hate the other person too. Whatever the thought, just notice it. Don't react to it. Just notice that this is what you're thinking. The next step is to then ask yourself, when I think this thought, how do I feel? So for example, when you think the thought that you must have done something to upset the other person, how do you feel? Examples could be, I feel terrible, I feel awful, I feel stupid, I feel guilty, I feel unworthy. And then based on how you're feeling, How do you behave? How do you behave towards the person that hates you when you feel this way? In this example, you may act timidly or avoid them or not stand up for yourself. Or what about the example where you're telling yourself that you hate the other person too? Like you're making it mean that she's obviously a bitch and I hate her too. Notice how in this situation you are the one who is now acting in a hateful and spiteful and mean way. Instead, what if you could think differently? If you could think differently and feel differently, then you would also behave differently. And you could take control of the result that you want to create in the situation where somebody legit tells you that they hate you. So what do I mean by this? Well, when you take the circumstance of my boss said that she hates me. And you ask yourself, what do I make this mean? If you're able to accept that this is just a neutral circumstance, and that your boss can behave however she wants, then you open yourself up to believing that the only thing it means is that your boss is making a choice. Your boss is making a choice to hate you and she is having thoughts about you that are creating hate and other negative emotions that are hurting her. This is so important to know. Only the person who is thinking the hateful thoughts experiences the hate. If your boss hates you, you do not feel her hate. You may feel upset or sad or angry or indignant, but you do not feel her hate. The only reason you would feel hate is if you were thinking thoughts about hating her. Now, this isn't to say that you would stay in a job situation where your boss hates you or that you wouldn't do anything about this. But the point is, you do not feel her hate. You feel your own emotions based on your thinking about her hating you. Unless you are hating her back, then you do not experience her hate. So many of us have this perception that if somebody else feels an emotion towards us, then somehow that emotion will get on us or get into us, and we will experience it in some way. Some of you will say that you definitely experience the other person's hate. And what I will say to this is that no, that's impossible. You cannot feel somebody else's emotion. The only thing that you are experiencing is the feeling that you create with your own thoughts. It is absolutely impossible for you to feel someone else's emotion. Now there is another layer to this that we will be covering in later episodes, and this is the idea that your nervous system can pick up, it can neurocept another person's nervous system. This is part of the concept of polyvagal theory, and something that we will dive into later. But even in this case, our nervous system is scanning for safety and danger. And in the event that it interprets the situation as dangerous, we may feel on edge, but we are still not experiencing the other person's emotion. This is why you can sometimes feel a sense of what the other person is experiencing, However, you are still not directly experiencing that person's emotion. Sensing somebody else's emotional state is not the same as experiencing their emotion. You can walk into a room and sense when somebody is angry, or happy, or peaceful, or energetic. But that does not mean that you are feeling their same emotion. When somebody else is feeling angry, it doesn't automatically mean that you feel anger as well. It just means that your nervous system is picking up on cues to let you know, hey, there's something amiss. So you have to make sure that you separate these things out. Other people's emotions are for them, and your emotions are for you. Even if somebody is directing their hate towards you and expressing it very clearly and going out of their way to make your life miserable, you still never experience their emotion. We only experience the emotion that we create for ourselves by what we are making it mean. This is why it is so important to ask yourself what you are making the other person's hate mean. When you understand what you are making it mean, then you can understand why you're feeling the way that you feel. If the other person is feeling hate, you can check in with yourself to see what you're feeling. If you're feeling hate, it is because you are thinking hateful thoughts about them. Other options could be that you feel upset or angry because you're making it mean that the other person is wrong. You could feel compassion because you're thinking about How you can see that the other person just doesn't understand. You could even feel empathy for this person because you are thinking about how you recognize a past version of yourself in them. You could feel sad because you're thinking that this isn't what you want. It is so important to acknowledge that what you are feeling is because of what you are thinking. This is how you take emotional responsibility for your life. This is what creates awareness, and it brings you into the space of emotional responsibility and empowerment. This is what puts you in control. By recognizing that you create your own emotions, you automatically empower yourself, because you know why you're feeling that way in the first place. Many of our brains will automatically try to jump to a thought that the reason we're feeling the way we are is because of the other person and because the other person hates you. And this is where you need to catch yourself, correct yourself, and remind yourself that, no brain, the other person does not create my feelings. I do not have any feelings about this person's hate towards me until I have my own thoughts about it. This is one of the most challenging things to learn and to practice. I like to remind myself of the quote by Viktor Frankl, Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. This is such a beautiful quote, teaching us that we don't have to react on autopilot. We get to evaluate our response, and we get to choose our interpretation and resulting action. So empowering. Now another challenging part of this process is that you will have to deal with your desire to change how the other person feels about you. This is normal. We're a social species. We are wired for survival. And one of the ways that this plays out is that we want to be accepted and liked by other people. When we experience acceptance, we feel safe. This is why it can feel so difficult not to care about what the other person is thinking or feeling about us. It is completely normal to want to have a conversation with the other person to find out why they dislike you and to see if there's anything that can be changed or resolved. But, this is a big but, before you attempt to have a conversation like this, you have to first acknowledge what it is that you are making it mean and what you are feeling. If you do not do this, then you will approach the conversation from a place of blame or retaliation or anger or defensiveness or maybe desperation or guilt or insecurity. And if you do this, then you're going to create a much different result than if you approach the conversation from a place of curiosity and compassion and understanding about yourself and the desire to understand where the other person is coming from. Remember, you can absolutely have a conversation with somebody and still not reach the resolution that you want. And that is okay. We cannot control how other people perceive us. So the important thing is not to hang your own emotions on the result of the conversation. As long as you are kind and compassionate, then you will show up as your best self. And you will find it easier to let the other person be wrong about you in the cases where you cannot reach a resolution. The other person can still hate you, but you will feel a sense of calmness and peace for yourself. Another tool that you can use to help create awareness around your thinking and to move yourself into a place of curiosity is to view the entire situation through the lens of humor. Nobody's perfect, right? So sometimes when somebody hates you, you can play around with it and joke around with yourself and say, yeah, same girl. There's a lot of times I don't like me either. I get it. Sometimes I can give people a reason to hate me. I can totally relate to you. So let's figure this shit out. This approach may not be for everyone, but it can help you separate out your thinking from their thinking. It can help you understand that their feelings are coming from the way that they are thinking, and your feelings are coming from the way that you are thinking. When you try to imagine how they might see you from their own perspective, and how they might be thinking about you, and why this would even cause them negative emotion, it can help you approach them from a place of compassion. Even if they are completely wrong about you, you can still allow compassion for yourself And for them. Now, not gonna lie, many of us find this super challenging. I mean, I know I do. And the thought that somebody could hate us and yet we can still feel compassion towards them is kind of a mindfuck. The thing is, when you realize how terrible it feels to hate somebody, it becomes easier for you to have compassion towards the hater. Poor thing. They must feel like shit. Even if they are directing their hate at you, or they're using you as an excuse to feel hateful, you can still feel compassion towards them. How sad is it that they are the ones experiencing their own hate? When we keep ourselves in a space of compassion and curiosity, then it becomes easier for us to identify when somebody else is not able to keep themselves in that space. We can see how and when they're using their reasoning to hate rather than to understand. There's no upside to feeling hate. Hate feels terrible. So it doesn't even make sense to hate the haters back. This just brings more hate into the world. Hate never helps you. The antidote to hate is love. Can you approach this person through a lens of compassion and curiosity? Because if you can, then you're going to open yourself up to the experience of love. Many of us myself included, typically have a gut response of resistance. We feel defensive. We believe this person is wrong and that they should not hate us. The problem with this is that this also feels uncomfortable. And what I would offer is to use this as a cue. Take a step back and do some thought work to get yourself to a place of compassion and curiosity. When you're able to maintain your emotion regardless of what is going on in your external world and regardless of what other people say to you or how they choose to feel about you or how they act toward you, that is when you feel truly empowered. This is how you know you have reached true emotional responsibility. If you can go out into the world knowing that some people will hate you, not everyone's gonna like you, and you can truly accept this, then you're going to be able to show up as your best self. You will feel more free to express your opinions. You can be unapologetically you because you won't worry that somebody else may not like you. The less time you spend worrying about what other people think about you, the more time you're going to spend showing up as yourself. And in the event that somebody hates you, you can take action from a clean space and decide what you want to do that is in your best interest. How do I have my own back in this? How do I create the result that I want in my life despite this other person's hate towards me? And even in cases where you do make a mistake or you do actually do something wrong, you can recognize that if somebody hates you because of it, it is just because of what they are making it mean. If you truly did do something wrong, and you recognize that it does not mean anything bad about you, then you will absolutely be able to apologize and correct for it without the drama of making it mean that you are a terrible person or that they are a terrible person. This is how you show up as the best version of yourself, and you keep showing up, and you keep being more of who you truly are in this world. Remember, if somebody hates you, it is just a neutral circumstance. Ask yourself, what am I making it mean? Ask yourself, how do I feel when I make it mean that? And take emotional responsibility for how you're feeling. Ask yourself, how do I want to respond in the situation? Who do I want to be in the situation? What is the result I desire to create? What could the other person be thinking from their perspective? How can I extend compassion to them? Trying to change the other person is not effective, and it's not necessary. You don't have to change how a hater is thinking about you in order for you to feel better. It doesn't mean that you won't talk to the person and approach them with compassion and curiosity. But it does mean that you're going to make sure you are coming from a clean space and that you are not being defensive or hateful yourself. Because when you meet hate with hate, you just create more hate. And that is a result that doesn't serve you. When you meet hate with compassion, however, you open yourself up to understanding and love. And even if the other person still hates you, you can decide who you're going to be and how you're going to show up in a way that supports you. Haters gonna hate. The question is, are you going to be a hater too? Okay, my friends, I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you're becoming. So if you're striving to become emotionally empowered and to not take shit personally, then I would love to help you on your journey. And if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this episode, then please share it with them. My goal is to help as many people as I can to create resilience, emotional empowerment, and confidence in their own lives. So that we can all show up as the amazing, strong, capable, badass professionals that we are and absolutely create the lives and careers that we deserve. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come coach with me in my Daring DVM coaching program. It's where you get individual help applying these concepts to your own life. This is where we address your challenges, crush your goals, and create your dream life. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life too. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come coach with me at www.daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. That's daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to meet you. Dare to dream.